Ciao, Eric Kaplan. Welcome to another episode here for the Funded Pod Media Cast Time. We talk about all things media. And just to let you know off the bat, I'm in the mood right now. I just had a class the other day where I talked with students about something media related that I just want to bring to this podcast right now. I'm going to condense it. It's not going to be a three-hour class like what I usually have at university. But it's just something that I mentioned several times before. But now I just feel like we need to keep talking about it. It's like it's a concept. It's a concept of, of moral panics. I, I know I mentioned this term so many times, but I just realized, also not talking to like 20-something-year-old students, that while it's easy to un be understood, it's still very often forgotten, forgotten and ignored. So moral panics is a concept in, in media, right? So, And even if you don't actively say, I use the concept of moral panics, you will see that everybody in the media is using the concept. And the concept has been established in like the 70s or so. Um, several people wrote about it. Like the most famous author, I believe, is Stanley Cohen, who wrote a book, I think, in 1972, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no notes here, so I hope that that's, that's correct in my mind right now. Definitely 70s. Um, and he made the example of back then the mods and the rockers, like two youth groups that were competing clashing in the uk quite frequently in different like towns and then they would leave carnage because they were fighting and the media just jumped on that and then the media blew it up and like oh what happens if the mods and the rockers come to your town what happens if your kids are there and then they're gonna get hurt and whatnot so the media jumped on those two rivaling youth groups like being rivals and leaving carnage everywhere, which wasn't actually true. It wasn't everywhere. It was like sometimes, but not like they destroyed the whole of the UK, for example, right? So, and the media jumped on it and blew it out of proportion. Like you should be scared of it. And so it's one of the first examples of like how the media used moral panic to get an audience to do something. So you can see already the concept from this example, right? You can see the concept is get the audience to panic, to be scared, because then they will listen to us and they will do what we say and they will buy our content. They will click on it, download it, buy the newspaper and so on and watch it, watch Fox, CNN and whatnot. Let's all go back to the concept of moral panic. Again, the concept is make the audience scared, then they will react. And making the audience scared is, of course, much easier than using any other emotion to get a response from the audience. Like, as you know, of course, um, emotions are great to get the audience to respond. But how does the audience respond to like happy news, like to happy, positive information? Like, yay, let's move on. Let's do something else. But if it's something that makes them panic, it's like, oh my God, no, I have to do something. All right. So that's why this concept of moral panic It's just ever present in the media because the media needs your attention. And how do we get it? Making you freak out. I feel like Russell Brandon right now yelling at the camera, yelling at the microphone if you're listening. Um, I'm coming for you, Russell. Hello to all 5.2 million awakening souls. <laughs> That's what Russell Brand usually says. And he, every time he does a video, he has like 100,000 more followers. We're getting there too, of course. Um, Yeah, but so that that's actually, again, this concept of moral panic is an actual proven concept that's been used in the media for ages. Like I said, first established in the 70s, like via research, and then um, copied over and over and over and over again. Of course, why? Because it works. 
I can give you a few more examples. Like in the 80s, when I when I was a kid, for example, like the news talked about like strangers that would hand out poison candy to the kids. And I remember when my mom had me walk to school, she's like, don't stop for anyone. Don't take candy for any from anyone. Don't let anyone pull you in a car or things like this. Uh, it happened like once or twice maybe in Germany. And But the media, of course, jumped on it because it's terrible, because it happened to children, of course. And so then the parents are like, oh, my God. Yeah, the parents as a target audience are like, oh, my God, something's bad going to happen. We have to do something. Ah, panic, panic, panic. Read all the articles about it and so on. Yeah, other example, pornography on the Internet. Yeah, children can easily access pornography. We need to censor it. We need to have like a single gateway, like here in Thailand, for example. They want a single gateway. Why? So they can protect the children from all the bad and negative information. Target audience, parents. Like, oh my God, yeah, right. We need to protect the children. Oh God, they shouldn't see porn. They shouldn't see violence. We need a single gateway so we can, we can regulate what they can see and access. More examples. COVID. You do this for yourself. I don't know. Now I said COVID and now I'm definitely going to get flagged on YouTube again. Oh, no. Hey, YouTube, I didn't say anything else about COVID. I just mentioned the name. Oh, that was not smart of me. But we're not cutting things out here because we're keeping it real. Um, I should not have said COVID. Um, gamers, another example. Gamers, right? Games turn kids into obese, like obese kids. Loners, they turn them, turn them into mass shooters and so on. Yeah, when some, when mass shootings happen in the US, for example, it's always like, what did the guy do? Oh, he liked video games. <laughs> See, video games. Oh, a fat, fat kid, like from obesity. I know it's not politically correct. Sorry for saying fat. An obese kid gets sick or something. Like, what happened? Oh, he liked computer games. He stayed home, played computer games. Totally ignoring all the other facts, like other diseases, for example, um, mental health issues, for example. Um, problems with the parents, access to guns for the school shooter, for example. Just ignoring all this and just focusing on, oh, he played lots of games, so that, yeah. And then just blowing it out of proportion, game makes student kill other students or something. Um, and then focusing on this and making, in this case, and probably again, parents, teachers, school staff panic. Like, oh my God, we should prevent, pro prohibit games. No one should be allowed to play games as an example. And so if you do this, right, if you think about the moral panics um, framework, so to speak, there are several st steps that you could be doing. And usually the first step that you take is, other than the media takes, if you want to do it yourself, you do it by yourself, you take this step too. Um, you exaggerate something, what I just did, right? You focus on something, something that's happening, and you just blow it out of proportion. Ideally, of course, with a target audience in mind, not just anything random, something that you know, oh, this will resonate with the target audience. And then the next step is you say, okay, how, how does it influence us right now? What are possible next steps? How will it influence us in the future? If this continues, then this might happen. To make them even more scared of the future, you say, that's where we're coming from. Now it's this bad. Just imagine how bad it will be in the future. This is what happened in Russia. Now they want to take Ukraine. Just imagine what they're going to do next. And I'm not saying it's not worth freaking out about it. I freak out about potential World War III all the time right now. So it was just an example, right? Even causes that are worth it and that might be worth covering. For example, the Ukraine-Russia thing, war, invasion of Russia in the Ukraine. 
and I'm firmly on the side of the Ukraine. But also media outlets that, that, that are pro-Ukraine, they use this too. Why? Because they still need your clicks. So they still will exaggerate. They still will make you scared. They still will do all those things. And not that it wasn't scary anyways, but they will exaggerate to keep you more involved, to make you click more, download more, view more, and so on. Okay, so you exaggerate. Then you say, that's where you come from, that's where we are. That's the terrible future outlook. Then you invite experts that will say what you want them to say. Like experts from the field, like professor or whatever. You, know? you get moral entrepreneurs. That's what uh, Cohen called them. Moral entrepreneurs, like people with a big following, influencers from the space, not just Kim Kardashian, for example. Hashtag work more. Um, <laughs> but influencers from a related space that have followers in the area that you want to talk about, of course, right? You invite them to talk about what you want them to talk about. They blow it up even more. At some point, usually moral panics, yeah, they need to be handled. And then you find those entrepreneurs, those experts that will suggest how to handle it. Like the WHO with <laughs> that disease, for example, they will then present ideas. Should we trust the WHO? Listen to Russell Brand, what he has to say about it. That he's not censored by now is a miracle. Um, that he's still on YouTube is a miracle. Um, yeah, so they, you suggest something. Your experts, your moral entrepreneurs suggest like how to handle that panic at play. And then eventually, usually panics, as with this disease, as with other things, usually dies out eventually. At least the panic. The disease is still there, but we don't panic as much anymore. The media, of course, wants to extend that panic. Why? Because clicks, views, ad revenue, and so on. Right? So they try to extend it. So that's why they keep talking about it more and more and more. You're like, okay, I'm done now. I'm going to live with this. No, don't. Here's something else you didn't know yet. Lab. No lab. Wet market. No, like just keep talking about it. Right? So to extend the panic. To be in this panic cycle. That's why I mentioned also in one of the previous podcasts that the media, and I'm sorry to say it, was happy about the war in uh, Ukraine because, hey, you got more content to create panic amongst the people. And again, it's not only them, like if you're on the left, like Fox, or if you're on, on, on the right, you're like, oh, then CNN people. Both sides of the aisle do that. Everybody does that because all they want is your attention and that's how they get it. Plus, again, if you are scared and now it's been 10 minutes of me ranting, plus if you're scared, you will listen to them. You will listen to the experts on the program, on Sean Hannity or whatever. You will listen to the moral entrepreneurs and you are more likely to follow their suggestions. WHO, for example, if you're scared of that disease, you're like, I don't, I don't know, the WHO said this, so I'm going to do it, right? Right. So you can see that using moral panic helps to set an agenda. And we had this before. We're going to have it again in a future podcast, agenda setting. Um, so set an agenda for the content producer. And it helps to sell. And that's eventually all they want.
I hope it makes sense. If you have any questions, you can always shout out, of course, at FunkyPod on social media. Pardon me, FunkyPod at gmail.com. Um, would be cool if you like, share, subscribe to this channel. Rate it if possible. If you're listening to the podcast, rate it on Spotify, iTunes, uh, and so on, because then more people will see it and we can have bigger discussions and maybe I can outpace Russell Brand at one point. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, as always, I hope you learned something from this, from those 10 minutes right now, right now, while I'm losing my voice. I hope you learned, learned something. Let me know what you think about how media uses moral panics to keep us engaged, to keep us like, bound to the news cycle and as always take care stay safe i'll see you soon saudi cup